0: about the analysis of economic impact it does not sound so exciting but in fact measuring economic impact is super important for community transformation and justice have you ever thought about how much wingate university impacts our local community socially economically or ecologically these two people have stay tuned to find out more about these two fabulous wingate movers and shakers who took on this economic impact adventure last semester We are so excited to speak today with Dr. Kristen Stowe from the School of Business and a very special guest, Victoria Cassiano Cantoran, a senior finance major and president of Alpha. Hello, I'm Lacey Ritter, recruitment and project development coordinator of the CCG and assistant professor in the sociology department.
1: And I'm co-host Kathy Wright, director of the CCG and associate professor in the religion department. And this is Against the Grain. So today's episode is part of our Movers and Shakers series in our podcast. In this series, you will learn how various movers and shakers around Wingate University are working to improve the lives of our students and faculty, staff, and community.
0: As I mentioned, our guest speakers today are Dr. Kristen Stowe and one of her fabulous EconCourse students who participated in this collaborative service learning course last semester. We are so excited to discuss all of the amazing work these two movers and shakers have been doing for Wingate and the town of Matthews. Yes. But, before we get to the hard stuff, let's start with some fun facts to help our listeners get to know you better.
1: So, ladies, if you guys were a pair of shoes, a pair of footwear, <laughs> what would you be and why? And make sure you give us all those great details of color and material so footwear. What would you be? Do you want to start, Tori?
2: Yeah, sure. Um, So for me specifically, I would want to be the Loteria slip-on vans. I'm not sure if you guys know what Loteria is. Mm, Tell us. So basically it's like this Hispanic version of bingo where instead of like the numbers, there's different images of like household items, items from like the garden or different objects um, or different like quote-unquote types of people. And this is special to me because my family plays loteria every Sunday. So it's kind of like a close to home kind of thing. And they're easy to put on. They kind of add a pop of color to any simple outfit. So mm-hmm. that's why I would be this footwear.
1: Ooh, I love it. I am so looking them up. That sounds yes. so neat. All right, Dr. Stowe, what footwear would you be and why? So what I am shopping for right
3: now and watching for a sale <laughs> Is a <laughs> pair of Dutch clogs I have a brand that I like oh mm-hmm. and I like the ones with the closed back they're very good structure but I want ones lined with shearling
1: <gasps> oh they're, so really they're soft. soft and no. fuzzy yes oh I think we need a pair we should have some in the I know you know COVID and all but in the CCG so we could have our soft <laughs> yes. feet when we come in oh wonderful yeah. And what's your favorite color? Like, do they come in colors, I or I
3: would probably go with a uh, tan leather. Ooh,
1: very nice. Not as fun as Tories, I must <laughs> say. Yeah, but we have to be authentic and true to who true. we are. Excellent.
0: Well, now comes the hard question that we've been asking all of our guests uh, so far in the podcast. So. If you were quarantined for at least two weeks with three different celebrities and or famous people, you can choose dead or alive. Who would you choose and
1: why? Ooh, do you wanna go back and forth? And we'll start with Tori and just go, you get to do one and one and one and one and.
2: Okay, yeah, so for me, uh, so the three categories that I kind of was looking at is someone who can make me laugh, someone who sings to me, and then someone who educates me. So my first one is Jaime Camille, He's a Mexican actor. He's been in many comedic soap operas. So I kind of grew up watching him. So that's why he's one of
1: my favorites. Oh, he'll make you laugh. Mm -hmm. How about you, Dr. Stowe? What's one person that you would want in quarantine?
3: We are coming into the time of year where it would be the US Open for tennis. (gasps) And I've seen Serena Williams' name in the news. And I would love to be able to spend some time with Serena Williams. Find out what motivates her after all these years to stay so excellent.
1: Oh, yes. Oh, neat. Oh, all right. So choice number two. Back so, to you, Tori.
2: <laughs> my second choice is a little more basic, is Harry Styles. Uh, he's <laughs> been my <laughs> <I know. laughs> Dr. Ritter, you approve. <laughs> yes, he has no, been. I
0: was just waiting for someone to use a One Direction member. <laughs> needed the students. You needed a... Yeah, he's
2: been my favorite since I was like 12 or 13, and he has like a song for any mood, so Ooh. I would totally choose him.
1: Oh, wonderful. It sounds like a good party happening So, How about you, Dr. Stowe?
3: I thought, try to think of somebody from the economics line, and I think it'd be interesting to spend time with Janet Yellen as the first female chair of the Federal Reserve, I'm mm. sure she has a perspective
1: uh-huh.
3: on not just the current economic situation, but about a lot of issues related to the business world and how women move through that.
1: Oh, that would be yeah. a fascinating conversation. Yes. Oh. oh my
2: God, yes. I was <laughs> going to say, you yes. concur. Yes. Well, your
1: final category was education, yes. I think. So who would you pick?
2: So for me, I would choose Jorge Ramos. He's a famous Mexican journalist and writer.
1: I know him. I was like, <laughs> yes, good choice. He's
2: very, he's mostly well-known in Mexico, and I look up to him a lot because he's just so knowledgeable. Uh, he works a lot with Univision as a host and through their radio that they have, and then he also writes weekly columns in 40 newspapers in the U.S. and Latin America. Mm-hmm. 40? Yes, 40. Wow. Weekly. He writes them awesome. weekly.
1: Oh, he's a machine. hmm that's why I probably know he just writes so much, you just can't help but but fall <laughs> fall over some of his great ideas. Where oh. do his columns appear? he's
3: doing that many,
1: I'm wondering if it's different places.
2: Uh, I'm not too sure, but he has a okay. website. Ah. He has oh, a website. Account. So I was like researching him up,
1: so Oh, now you know. Oh good. And Dr. Mm-hmm. Stowe, your final final quarantine guest.
3: My final quarantine guest is one who's biography i came across a few months ago and read and misty copeland she is the first black lead female for the american ballet theater in new york
1: wow and her
3: story i did not know her story until i read her biography but it is a most interesting one and i would enjoy a conversation with her to learn more
1: about that oh wow see Lacey, I love this question because we just right. get so many interesting ideas, and we're the recipients of all of these wonderful people. And um, yeah, so that's it's that's a good question. I'm glad you came up with that question, Dr. Ritter. <laughs> Honestly, um,
0: I just like to learn about all these great new people. So I've just been keeping a list of all of everyone's quarantine
1: guests. I know. I need. I need. I need more time or at least to clone myself to to be able to read all these biographies and things. Yes,
0: I relate
1: to that. Yes, see, you get me. Tori, you get me. There's
2: like so many things I want
1: to do. I know, I know, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, So, okay, talking about let's getting there, let's get down to it. Uh, So, Dr. Ritter, I'm going to let you take it away.
0: All right, Dr. Stowe, we're going to start with you. Tell us about your time here at Wingate. When did you become a Bulldog? What have you been up to so far? And what are some of the best memories that you'd like to share with our listeners?
3: I joined the Wingate faculty in 2003. And most of the time, what I am up to is work for my classes. And I was was thinking about the question of memories. The ones that come to mind tend to be student-specific ones. It's the conversations where a student has a breakthrough on a project or the student's gotten accepted to grad school, the student's gotten a really good job offer. Those are the conversations that come back to me as the best memories.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, and, and I relate to that. I just take so much joy when students come in and say, look, miss, I'm going to blank or I'm doing such and such or I'm engaged or... Uh, letting us into their lives yes. is is such a good part of the memory. So I, I'm I'm curious. I have to start with, Tori, what is your bulldog story? When did you get here? What did you, I know I'm probably going out of order for questions, but I'm just so <laughs> curious about your memories and your time here. And Alpha, what does that stand for? Because I, I noticed in your email to me, we were chatting and, uh, you're the president of this group. So tell us a little bit about your Bulldog experience.
2: Yes, so I joined Wingate in 2018 as a junior. Um, I was only 18 years old at the time. I had gone to an early college, so it kind of extended me two years ahead. So then as soon as I joined or Wingate, the Bulldogs, uh, I was immediately interested in being very involved so in organizations and clubs, and so immediately I was attracted to Alpha, which is Association of Latino Professionals for America. That's so, awesome. And That's it, what
1: I was hoping it was, but I didn't want to assume.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I was immediately intrigued by them because it reminded me of a club I was in high school. Mm-hmm. So then um, it was very business oriented. Um, it's not Latino specific, but a lot of students kind of get discouraged because they think they have Latino in the title, but it's open to any and all students. It's very business focused, but it's not business specific because you can meet so many people and you never know who knows who. So maybe the CEO of a company knows somebody who works in a medical field. You know, you can never you can never discredit that. So then I also got involved with LASA, Latin American Student Association, mm-hmm. SGA because I was in SGA in high school and now I'm part of Wayfind.
1: So many wonderful things and, and uh, you'll have to. Lacey, do we have time to go through all of them? Like, tell us or very briefly. Uh, everybody, like, student government, SGA. But can you give us in a sentence and a half or two what is Wayfind?
2: Okay, Wayfind. I love Wayfind. So basically, Wayfind is kind of trying to make the journey to college a lot easier for minorities specifically. Um, we've targeted students who are in Monroe Middle and East Union Middle um these are located in areas of union county that are not they don't receive as much help when it comes to their education and trying to move forward in life so that's why uh dr brown
1: yep dr brown dr brown
2: (laughs) took it upon himself to try to create a program that would make it easier for specifically this area to try to move forward so he created this program where we start working with them in 8th grade up until their 12th grade year. And so if they complete the all the years with us, they get a full ride tuition here at Wingate.
1: Oh, that's amazing. Wonderful. And who's your supervisor? I just want to give him a shout out.
2: Tim Myers. Woo! The good. best boss ever. Yay! So Tim, I'm going to email you this uh,
1: MP3 cuz you yeah, you're going to have to feel the love in the room. Yes. Um,
0: Alright, well, talking about one of your other bosses in a more formal educational way, how did you end up in Dr. Stowe's class? And maybe talk a bit about your summer internship, etc.
2: Yes, so I was initially just a finance major.
1: You're yes. never just a finance yes. major. You are a finance major.
2: So I was just a finance major taking on classes, and I started to get to interested in other subjects so i decided to take on an accounting and economics minors so then i realized i need more economics classes and so last year i saw that there was an email saying there were going to be two new classes that were going to be offered and this was one of them and i was immediately intrigued because it was a research project type of class and so i've heard many other students talk about oh i'm doing a research project with so and so and all this and that and so i was like I don't hear much about the business school doing these types of things. So I was immediately intrigued and curious to see what I could possibly learn.
1: Oh, wonderful. And did you have an interesting summer internship or because Dr. Stowe, we're going to tee that up for you for the next question about what this course is all about. But I hear you had an interesting summer internship.
2: Yes, actually, the class really helped me that, with that too. Oh. Um, I had an internship with Bank of America in their FMAP which was the Financial Management Analyst program. Um, It was a very interesting program. It was an eight-week program. We had a different project every week. And one of the projects was actually very, very similar to the class. So I I was really interested. I was like, oh, I've done something like this before. And I was able to really help out my team and give them input, give them advice, do my own part in the team. So it was a lot of fun. Mm. We got to learn a lot about the bank, how it operates, the culture. And then we also got to
1: learn about the FIAS department in itself. Oh, nice. That sounds like a great internship. Ah, so I'm going to tee that up over to you, Dr. Stowe. So can you give us an overview and especially our listeners for what is Econ 413 and economic impact analysis? So you you took it on for both Wingate and the town of Matthews because you're a superwoman. Um, And can you tell us a little bit like what it is? what the impact is, uh, what you accomplished, especially like in this COVID-19. I know it did morph at the end of the course, but tell us a little bit about it.
3: As you said, this is the first year that Wingate has offered the economic impact class. And it is a course that I have been wanting to do for a while, but without having the support from Dr. Wright, from the CCG, we would not have been able to do this class. And what economic impact analysis does is it looks at organizations to answer questions about the organization's impact to the community from an economic and financial perspective. We look at jobs supported, we look at output created, we look at income generated. Mm -hmm. And we did this for Wingate University. And then there was a different project for the town of Matthews. What the economic impact analysis can do is look at the direct effects but then we can use software to calculate indirect and induced for example Wingate University pays dr. Wright's salary that's Woo! a direct Yay! that's a direct effect <laughs> dr. Wright likes that yes. it pays my salary and then dr. Wright <laughs> spends part of her salary to pay for a haircut at the local hair salon that income generated for the stylist is what we call an induced effect. And so the students work through multiple layers of effects. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, people are not getting haircuts right now.
1: That (laughs) is true. That is true. (laughs) My hair does not look cut. And so (laughs)
3: COVID-19 has contracted economic activity directly through salary cuts or through layoffs but then indirectly people aren't getting their haircut people aren't going to as many restaurants people Mm -hmm. aren't doing as many concerts those kind of things and so there's a cascading effect Mm -hmm. and we won't know the full impact of that unfortunately until some time passes But I do want to say this economic impact analysis, it can be conducted for any organization. It can be a for-profit business, it can be a non-profit community service organization. We can look at industry levels, we can look at geographic regions, Mm -hmm. and we can help understand future changes. So for example, if there's a community development goal and the community transformation has a goal of attracting new businesses that employ ex-local residents, the analysis can help us focus the discussion and create a short list of industries that tie well to the existing networks and would support x jobs for the residents
1: that's amazing because i that connects a lot so if no one's heard there's a plan for 2050 for union county so how do you forecast where do we want to get in 2050 doing this economic impact will help us understand the steps, how to get there and what industry needs to come in. And and I know you work with lots of different partners, especially like Town of Matthews. It's not it's part of Union County, but it's it's um, not the town of Wingate. So, um, yeah, so it's it's neat to see how our students can learn how to do this um, under your tutelage and kind of see how it really could be something to promote community transformation and justice.
0: Yeah, so in addition to that, that, you know, justice, economic mobility, community transformation model, how has this past semester and what you've done working with the CCG transformed the course in ways that kind of explain how it looked before this versus now your goal for the course, I guess?
3: Now, this is the first time we've had the class. So I can't give you the before and the after because That's there was not exciting. a before. Uh, but I think one of the reasons that this class tied well into the CCG is that this type of analysis can be used for community organizations. It's not just the thing for, say, a manufacturing industry. It's not just something if there's, say, a new retail store opening, but it's something that nonprofit agencies can use to better understand the ripple effect that their work has within the community.
1: And I think that's very important for our nonprofits to hear. And I know we have lots of listeners who are working in different nonprofits, is that when you're doing grant writing to understand really and calculate the impact is a a key component. So offering that that tool is important, but also it will help them strategize their goals even better. Um, And so for future planning, so uh, it's really neat how the economic impact can be oriented or leveraged for transforming Eastern Union County or any county, but for us in the CCG, the Eastern Union County is really our home and our, our, where we're situated. So helping all those who are part of Eastern Union County, um, it's neat how this is far reaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But I'm really interested in how you see the course, Tori. So as a student in this brand new course, um, what was your favorite part I know you guys presented at the end and we have links that we will put out in our newsletter. So if people want to watch the Town of Matthews presentation or the Wingate University presentation, which a lot of people came and zoomed in for, um, we will give you access to that. But what was your favorite part of the course? Did anything surprise you? Were you challenged by anything? Um, Maybe something about like how did you learn? What did you learn Um, and, and Is it, was it different than other classes that you took?
2: Yes, so I'll, I'm going to start with uh, how it was different from other courses. So the major thing here was that there was really no set structure to begin with. There was like no due dates to start off with, there was no set assignments. So we kind of just went along as things came to us and so That was actually what made it really fun and also kind of what made it challenging because we we didn't really know what to expect. (laughs) Uh, My initial idea of it was like, oh, we're gonna be doing some research, we're gonna be talking to different people, we're gonna be trying to get different data from different sources. Um, But the thing was when it came to the most challenging part was that we didn't have much data or information to start off with. (laughs) So specifically the Town of Matthews team, we only had like the big picture idea, this is what we want. And so then we were like, okay, did you have anything else that we could (laughs) use to try to get you to where you want to go? And so they didn't have that. They didn't really have the resources to give us the information we needed. So we kind of had to do a lot of more digging to try to see similarities in other projects that have been done in other parts of the country Mm -hmm. to try to get the result that they wanted. And so my favorite part, however, was kind of being able to have all the information and put it together. In a way that was very creative and easy to understand and very straight to the point so that was definitely my favorite part
1: oh wonderful so really dr stowe would you say problem solving critical thinking teamwork communication were kind of key stones to the how how the content kind of unfolded would you say those are key learning outcomes would you add any to those or i would say that that is a very thorough list that you gave <laughs> i was going to say i was it,
3: keeping track and i was yes like, that is was. a very thorough list and the class did have a dual focus and the projects were different tori yeah. was on the team that worked with the town of matthews and that work came about because town staff had approached the dean of the school of business prior mm-hmm and the town was looking for a fiscal impact study which is more related to specific budget impact tax assessments but as part of the project the town financially supported the students project and gave the students some parameters and a big picture of hey this is what we want and then the students like Tori said did the work to fill in the work for the university was different because mm-hmm. the town of Matthews was looking toward the future saying what if mm-hmm. When get university administration was looking now and currently what is the impact on the county so mm-hmm. the student projects had a different focus one was more future projections one was more current assessments but to the list you gave a few minutes ago mm-hmm. there were a lot of learning
1: outcomes involved oh yeah so things like for what were you able to tell uh, Wingate University about their impact, like athletics, does that have an impact or did, so Tori, what were, do you remember some of the the yes. things that we learned f- as a university?
2: Yes, so definitely athletics have a major, major impact, not just on the school, but the surrounding area, because a lot of parents will come in to watch their students play. And so some of them will stay for longer periods of time, but sometimes people drive in, they fly in, they rent out Uh, airbnb or they Mm -hmm. get a hotel room or they rent out a car if they fly in so it just kind of depends on those different categories and so we had to gather that information through surveys Mm -hmm. but it was really interesting because we definitely like bring in a lot of people into the area so they go out to eat to restaurants and Mm -hmm. then they increase the numbers there and then students here will go out to eat into restaurants Mm -hmm. in the area so that kind of dies down once it hits summer and the students get to go back home
1: that's true So really, you you guys really helped out the university administration in being able to tell the story of how Wingate University impacts Wingate more in general um, and specifics about how how this this happens. So I think I mean, to me, I mean, I'm not in charge of finances at Wingate University. Thank goodness. Uh, Craig Addison is so much better at it. Um, But. It's neat to be able to tell that story with that kind of accuracy generated by student research and and driven by that. And then all the students become advocates of telling the story as well because they were part of generating the story.
0: The mission of the CCG is to transform Eastern Union County and promote ecological, social and economic well-being. And we do this in a collaborative or democratic way. But can you speak to how Econ 413 fits into this mission and the way of being of the CCG? Maybe starting with how you became involved with the CCG in the first place and kind of go from there.
3: I became involved with the CCG about this time last year. Uh, I had heard Kathy Wright speak to faculty about the CCG, about its missions, about its goals, and I had the idea for a class that had been percolating for some time, and we thought this could be a good fit, that the students have applied service learning, and that for our partners in Eastern Union County, there are some tangible benefits in terms of information and in terms of contacts that those participants and partners can take with them. And I would encourage if there are any leaders of nonprofit organizations who are listening to this podcast, who are interested in the idea of an impact report to reach out and contact the CCG because nonprofit organizations as we know are very focused on their missions they tend to run very lean with staff and there's not time to investigate these kind of economic impact questions by the staff but these are projects that our students can take on and i thought that the students in the spring became very invested in their projects and the students spent hours and hours of time doing their research and making sure that what they were putting together for the community partners was accurate and usable information. So for example, there may be an organization that has a mix of staff and volunteers who make the organization run. And the work that those people do are supporting jobs indirectly and via induced effects. There may be information that donors want to know. For for example, donors may want to know the total value of services provided by a free medical clinic or maybe a thrift shop. What if that thrift shop were a traditional retail store? What impact would it have on the community? Those are the kinds of questions that the students can take on and answer and give back to the organization,
1: which it can then recognize the value of the work that it's doing within the community. Do you agree? Would you add anything, Tori, to that, you know, I saw you nodding your head as. Yeah, as, I completely agree with what she Were you saying. totally invested? In yes,
2: your... I was so invested. It was just so interesting to me to see how we were getting the opportunity to work with real life information, real life data, that whatever we found in the end was actually going to have a real impact on people's lives and the future of, for my group, The Town of Matthews. Mm-hmm.
1: Excellent. So this course is offered every spring, I think. Um, Is that correct? That is correct. All right. So every spring there's some new challenges that uh, come along Mm -hmm. the way. But I also heard a little birdie told me that you got a Board of Visitors grant um, as well. So tell us a little bit about the Board of Visitors grant and what the money is going to be invested in. um, And does it have anything to do with your economic impact? Just tell us that story.
3: We are very appreciative of the support that the Board of Visitors has pledged. The funding this year is going to do two primary things. First of all, Tori is going to be working with the project, with the class, and she is gonna receive financial support to work throughout the school year. Yay! Yay, Yay. so I am thrilled (laughs) with this, because as you've heard from Tori speaking, she is sharp. And one of the things that Tori, will be doing is to raise awareness of the project both within the community and among students on campus to help students know and um, be interested in taking the course in the spring. Also, the funding from the Board of Visitors is going to help with access to data. A key platform for economic impact analysis is software called ImPlan, and ImPlan is a subscription-based service. and so. The funds that the board of visitors have pledged will support Tori as she works throughout the year, but then will also help support some of the subscription for the spring class. And That's we are amazing. grateful for both of those. Oh, thank you,
1: board of visitors, yes. and yes. and also know Tori that you're part of the CCG family. So we have lots of we have some equipment that you can use. We have other student interns. We have. Um, some grad students that are eager to support all that you know all the different people. So if you ever need anything, we have newsletter capabilities. so there's instead of everyone trying to buy this or, or invest in it, we try and invest in it. so then students you can tap in and use it anytime you you would like. So it's a sustainable model for what we're doing. So you're part of our family now.
2: I'm so glad to be part of this family. It's been <laughs> a great experience, honestly.
0: We're so glad to have you. Well, we have one more question for you, Tori, and it is about the course again. For, for this question, we're really interested in how this course benefits you particularly as a student. And you've mentioned some of these things, but also what advice would you give to tell other students who might want to become involved in not just Econ 413, but any of our service learning and community engagement courses, maybe in comparison to the other kind of more traditional models that, that are out there?
2: yes so the benefits like i've mentioned before have given me experience to approach like implant it was a different software that we have never used before i had never even heard of so it kind of gave me an insight to like when doing my internship we had to use different software there too so you kind of have to start getting that idea that mindset that's like oh we have to be quick learning and we have to be able to adapt to these different situations (laughs) and then it was a new and different experience because it was a research project where we had to use different methods and different analysis was done and so it was just really interesting to see how after taking this class I could really like apply it to my real life through my internship and then it also helped me expand my network because Mm -hmm. of the people I got to talk to with the town of Matthews, the different people from campus that were present for the Wingate presentation, and then the different partners of the CCG when we did the presentation there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then advice that I would have is definitely keep an eye out with, if you're a student at Wingate, to keep an eye out in your email, which is how I found out about this opportunity, but then also interacting with professors themselves. uh, Mm -hmm. Maybe you didn't get the email, so, or maybe you're not specifically related to this major or minor, because it was given to me because I'm part of the business school, and that was a business-related course. So maybe you could just talk to different professors, different things that you might be interested in, and you could just take it as this extra elective or anything like that. So um, also being creative and having an open mind really helps here, but when it comes to being creative, trying to be very realistic in a way, because you can be creative when providing results, but like, Dr. Stowe said, it has to make sh- you have to make sure it makes sense because this is creating a real life impact mm-hmm. for other people. And then keeping an open mind, I say that more when you're communicating with people because we had to interact with parents, we had to interact with professionals, and you have to make sure you're communicating in a way that's efficient. So when communicating with professionals, you have to make sure you're being very respectful of their time, that you're being very clear and straight to the point. And then make sure if you're going to participate in this type of course, that you're actually contributing your part and that you're doing as much research as you possibly can if that's your part in the in the class and that you're really doing it to the best of your ability because you're contributing to a bigger picture to a mm-hmm. bigger result and, uh, something that's really going to impact others and not it's not just a grade.
1: Oh, it's wonderful to listen to all the advice I wish I could bottle you up <laughs> and uh,
2: <laughs> for sure
1: <laughs> Yes, I think we'll have to let you go at some point, but one one thing I see is confidence. Yes. Like, the the confidence to say, I can learn a new program, I can interact with professionals, I talk to parents, and and I'm part of a bigger picture. There's that, I don't know, do you get that, Lacey? Do you feel that in our conversation?
0: It's really refreshing, and it's nice to hear students get as excited about it as we are on our end. It's just...
1: I think that's why we do what we do. I think so. So final question of content and the hopes for next semester or next spring. And I think both of you, because you're with a Board of Visitor Grant, going to be continuing your work and, and promotion. But what are your hopes for Econ 413? Was it 2021? This year has been so different. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
3: and Survival? I think, though, too, survival, yes. <laughs> and to hear tori speak i think though reflects on how the students in that class kept a strong work ethic we as you know we went online with our classes around the middle of march and not one student missed a single online class meeting there was great attendance and i think that speaks to Where they were progressing in terms of teamwork, I think it speaks to where they were progressing in terms of their communication skills, written communication, oral communication, their data analytics progressed as we moved through the semester. And then also the sense of working for somebody outside of yourself, that this this work was going to go to the university administration. This university was going to go to the town. We want to expand and work with some nonprofit organizations that this information can go out to the community. And one of the things with COVID-19 is that it has changed so many of the traditional economic networks and interrelationships. So students in the spring class are gonna be analyzing and synthesizing different types of information than Tori's class did last spring. And the models are going to be a little different. The connections are going to be a little different. But I think we have a good base to build upon. I think the trajectory is a positive one. I think our next steps are to raise awareness of the project to find a community organization that would be a solid partner for our students. Mm -hmm. And as our resources allow to expand our web presence to get this information out to more people and to become a community resource for local business leaders, local government officials, and local leaders of nonprofit organizations that we can be a resource that is easy
1: for them to reach online. Absolutely, that that's amazing. And that, to me, when we look at faith, knowledge, and service, I mean, that just incorporates all three in a, a unique, specific context of economic impact. Um, and it's, it's a great story, and Tori, what do you think?
2: I'm really excited. Um, I really enjoyed the course a lot. Um, I was kind of bummed that it all became virtual, but we definitely worked very, very well around it. Um, we still were able to do good work and put, put out a great result for, mm-hmm. for the Wingate team and the Town of Matthews team. I'm really excited about this year though, um, seeing what different things I can learn, how I can contribute, help out other students uh, with areas that I need to help out when Mm -hmm. I was taking the course and now that I know. um, So I'm just really excited.
1: That's exciting. And that's the sustainable model of kind of knowledge democracy and sharing and and kind of building up of the other so we are so thrilled and thank you for coming and sharing your stories of how you are different maker difference makers there we go um on campus you guys are movers and shakers i love it
0: yeah thanks for coming and visiting with us this has been an amazing experience getting to hear more about this project
1: i've learned so much what about you Lacey? would oh
0: for sure i, I just know. heard the little bits and pieces of how the students were doing this great project. And then I got to see the presentation that your students did at our Root Summit, and I was really intrigued. And then with COVID and everything, yeah, getting to kind of dive into it is really cool for like even us in the CCG, Mm because sometimes we don't get to know all of the cool
1: details. details. I do love that's one of the things I love about the interviews is we get a little deeper and, and know the people who are the difference makers. Um, and how what they study, who they are, their expertise is is all leveraged towards uh, making change in our community. It's super exciting.
0: Yes. So thanks, ladies. We appreciate you.
1: Mm -hmm. Thank you for having us.
0: Of course, anytime. All right, everyone. So stay tuned for some more exciting Against the Grain episodes where we focus on sowing the seeds of change in Eastern Union County. Bye.